We step now into that message portion of our service. And as we reflect on what God's word has to say to us today, before we watch our video today, I want to remind us of where we've been. Over the past four weeks, we've talked about Jesus' life, some really important parts of his life. He was born, he was dedicated at the temple, he was baptized, he was tempted in the desert. That's kind of like the prologue to Jesus' ministry the things he has to do for his ministry, to do what it's supposed to do. And today, we see the prologues kind of over, and Jesus begins his ministry by calling his disciples in our video for this morning. The day after John baptized Jesus, John saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, Look! the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus was the one John had been talking about, the one who was greater than John, who existed before him. This is the Son of God, John said. The next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. John's disciples heard this and followed Jesus. Jesus saw them and asked, What are you looking for? They said, Teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, Jesus replied. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. One of the two who followed Jesus was named Andrew. Andrew found his brother Simon and said, We have found the Messiah. Andrew brought Simon to Jesus. When Jesus saw him, he said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. Jesus found Philip and told him, follow me. Philip was from the same town as Andrew and Peter. Philip went to Nathanael and said, we have found the Messiah, the one Moses and the prophets wrote about. He is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathanael asked. Philip answered, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said, Here is an Israelite who can be trusted. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus said, I saw you when you were under the fig tree, before Philip told you about me. Then Nathanael said, Teacher, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus, the Son of God and true King of Israel, came to earth to show what God is like and to save people from their sins. He called disciples to follow him. We are Jesus' disciples when we trust in him. We can invite everyone to come and see the good news about Jesus. Come and see the words of Philip, the words of Jesus, even the words of John that we hear this morning. Come and see. That's kind of the theme of our world in a few ways, isn't it? And we might not always hear those words, come and see, but, but they're there, right? Come, come over here. Look at this. Look at the, this picture of cute puppies that I have. Or look, look at this community, comedian I'm watching. Or you have to see this episode. You have to see that movie. Or come over, watch the game with me, right? Or maybe it's your kids. Mom, dad, look at what I can do. Come to this event. Come to this soccer game. Come to this event, this community gathering. 
Whatever it is, come and see is a phrase we hear a lot of the time. And if it's not the people around us in our lives telling us, well, you could just pull up Instagram, you start to scroll through the reel, and everything, millions of things are vying for your attention, asking you to come and see this, come and look at this. This thing could change your life. Come and see, come and see, come and see. And with all of those voices in our head and around us in our world, it's so easy to hear that invitation and begin to tune it out. Because I've come and seen a lot of things and been disappointed a lot of times. But in our message for this morning, in the words we just heard that comes from John chapter 1, just in the beginning of John's gospel, all of the voices kind of die down, right? Jesus is out in the desert, and God's, the voice of God's prophet John the baptizer rises above the rest. And he says, look, Look, see this, look at this, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And just by John saying those words, Andrew and Philip, his disciples, drop everything and start following Jesus. And Jesus sees them following him and he asks them, well, what do you guys want? And, and they said, well, show us where you're staying, which is really just a way of them asking what are you even all about, Jesus? Show us what you're all about. And it takes them one night. They spend one night with Jesus and decide that this is the guy, this is the Messiah, this is the king that we've been waiting for our entire lives. This guy's going to change us. And Andrew and Philip, the very next day, go home. Andrew to his brother Simon and says, come and see. Philip to his buddy Nathaniel and tells them that this is the guy, the Messiah we've been waiting for. But Nathaniel is a true Israelite. We might, we might even say he's, he's like a true American, right? He's, he's got that skepticism down, right? I've got a lot of things going on in my life, Philip. I've got plenty of things to fill up my schedule. There was that Messiah a couple months ago and then the one a couple of years before him. All of those come to nothing. Should I really drop everything and follow this guy or come see what you're talking about? And anyway, can anything good really come out of Nazareth? And as much as Philip might have wanted to explain what was going on with this Jesus, as much as, as he might have wanted to, to give a, a good, solid argument, one, one that was completely without holes so that, so that his friend Nathaniel would come just because his argument was so good, Philip uses two words, come and see. Just that humble invitation and by the work, it has to be the work of the Holy Spirit, Nathaniel comes to see. And before Nathanael ever comes and sees Jesus, Jesus sees Nathanael. He sees him when he's still coming up and says, this is a true Israelite. And so Nathanael asks, well, how do, you, how do you know me? Jesus says, I saw you. 
I saw you when Philip came to you. I saw you before Philip came to you. I saw you when you were sitting under the fig tree, when you were living the Israelite dream. I saw you when your life was how you wanted it to be, and I saw you as you realized that this life that you're living, this Israelite dream is so far short of the dreams I have for your life. I saw you when the dream fell apart. You see, in the gospel reading for today, even though Nathaniel comes to see Jesus so long before Nathaniel ever takes that first step, Jesus saw him. He knew him. He heard what he had to say about Jesus, and he forgave him. He saw him. He knew him. He forgave him. What does that have to do with us? Well, you are the ones who actually came to see. And maybe, maybe you came here to see your little one sing in the choir. Maybe you came here to see this really cool band that does a great job every Sunday. Maybe you came here to see a church service that was a little bit different. But no matter what your motivation was for coming to see this place, God was orchestrating it long before you took the first step. And whether you know it or not, you came to see Jesus today. And so long before you came to see Jesus, long before you darkened the door of this place or of any other church where you came to see Jesus, Jesus saw you and he knew you. He saw you living the American dream. He saw you, maybe if you were out on your boat on a Sunday morning, he saw you when you, when you bought and closed on that first house. He saw you at the, at the birth of your first child. Jesus saw you. And he saw you when that dream started to fall apart or you started to realize that there's more to life than the American dream. He saw you with the bills strewn across the table, the tension between you and a spouse. He saw you as the tension grew between you and the in-laws. He saw you as the tension grows between you and your children. He saw all of those times that we impatiently kind of exploded on the people closest to us. Jesus sees you. He knows you. And he forgives you. He loves you enough that just like John said, this is the Lamb of God and this Jesus loves you enough to go to the cross, to win your forgiveness by giving up his own life in a perfect sacrifice for you. He sees you, he knows you, and he forgives you. And then he calls you to follow this same life path of Andrew and Philip, who come to see Jesus. And just as Nathaniel and Jesus are having this conversation, Jesus says, well, are you going to believe me just because I know you? You will see far greater things than this, even greater things. We gather together in this place to see those even greater things. Because every time disciples and students and followers of Jesus come together in one place, heaven touches earth. God speaks his word into this place. 
And he shows us that he is active in this place, doing even greater things, forgiving our sins, teaching us to live lives in a new way, bringing healing to the sick. Jesus is active in this place, doing even greater things. And he's active out in that world around us. So that as we gather here, we look for Jesus even out there. We are always coming to see Jesus everywhere we go in our lives. And just like Philip and Andrew, we get to extend the invitation to come and see. Because Jesus sees your neighbor too. He knows your neighbor too. He forgives your neighbor. Jesus sees that coworker. He knows that coworker. He forgives that coworker. He even sees, knows, and forgives the in-laws. Jesus sees all of us, knows all of us, and forgives all of us so that we actually in faith as followers of Jesus can have the courage to invite others. Maybe not with a persuasive argument, maybe not with a, with a moving story, but sometimes just with that humble invitation, come and see. Because we have seen a Jesus who, who sees you, who knows you, and who forgives you. Amen? Amen.